We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date. Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And welcome to Overnight America. We are going to have some fun tonight, mostly because I've committed the first hour to food. My favorite topic, but we do have a lot scheduled for the show tonight. Tom Sullivan will join us in an hour. He's the county watchdog. A few things have started to surface regarding the restrictions in the county. Can the county council limit the power or can't they? Then the next thing we find out is that some of the county council members, including Sam Page, has the secret text deleting app on their phone. Well, kind of. I don't know. KMOV did a story on it. I guess they show evidence that it could be on his phone. So what does that mean? We'll talk to Tom Sullivan a little bit later uh, in the show. Patrick Hedger is joining us, too. He's the vice president of policy for Taxpayers Protection Alliance. This is a good one because you keep hearing about the COVID-19 vaccine that should be coming out and who's going to pay for it. We even had some people call in and ask about it on this show. And I thought, yeah. Uh, can the insurance company get the money from the government and still charge you? And then again, are the insurance companies setting the rates and how dangerous would it be if they had unfettered access to do whatever they want from Congress? So he's going to come on and talk about that. Dr. Dean Waldman's joining us too. He's the author of Curing the Cancer in U.S. Healthcare, States Care and Market-Based Medicine, his idea of what we should do here to change the healthcare system for the better. He's got a book out about that. He'll join us later in the show, too. All right, today was a big day. Everyone online was talking about the McRib. Oh, you probably have seen a few people post about the McRib. And I was looking at my Facebook memories. And from some years ago, you know, I'll go to it right now. If I go to my Facebook memories, One of the things I posted was, hey, the McRib is back. It was from 2012. Was that the last time the McRib was offered? I took a picture of the box that said, your old friend is back. Ah, the McRib, my old friend. I do enjoy a good McRib. It's been a while since I've had one. I don't think there's any actual barbecue rib in there. I don't really think it's made of rib meat. It's made of all kinds of other things shaped to look like rib meat. But then when you slather it in that sauce, it doesn't really matter. And you put the onion and pickle or whatever on top. It's actually a really good sandwich. It's one that I wouldn't say I wake up in the middle of the night craving, like I'm waking up in cold sweats and, oh, I can't fall asleep like I'm having withdrawals from it. It's not one of those deals, but I do like the McRib. 
And I had an old farmer once <laughs> describe this to me. You know why they don't offer the McRib all year round? It's not because they want to make it like a special limited edition type of deal. It's because the amount of pork or whatever the materials they use to make the actual patty is only available in limited quantities. They just can't get the supply in order to keep the thing flowing. So they only offer it in limited quantities because the thing just takes so much of a demand. Um, so let me um, do this real quick. And I did a quick video on the Facebook Live not that long ago. I decided to put together my power rankings of fast food items, the ones that I enjoy the most. Top 10 fast food items. And I know this is going to be controversial because I sent this list to producer Mike and I looked at his list and he put QT hot dogs on there. Gas station hot dogs made an honorable mention on his list. So I know there's going to be a wide variety of things that people would put on their power rankings. Let me give you my top 10 and you can tell me what you would change or maybe what you would add to the list because we, we can do that maybe this first hour of the show. Number one, top of the list is the McDonald's Sausage McMuffin. Oh, I love those things so much. Whenever I go to McDonald's, it's like you have to go in the morning and I like to request it well done because the cheese is a little bit more melted and they normally make the muffin a little crispy. It adds a little extra texture to it. Oh, so good. Number two, the Chick-fil-A chicken minis. If you haven't had a chicken mini from Chick-fil-A, I can put down a platter of those things. They're so good. Number three on the list, this is for our St. Louis friends. Maybe if you're listening to this outside of the St. Louis area, this won't make sense to you. But I put the Lion's Choice beef and cheddar. So you get the roast beef, you add the cheddar on, get a little cup of au jus. Oh, so good. So good. That au jus at Lion's Choice, I drink the au jus when I'm done with the sandwich because normally one sandwich will absorb a full cup of the au jus, but whatever's left, you know there's going to be a little bit of roast beef on the bottom. So you're like, I just might as well take it like a little like a little uh, au jus soup. You sip on it and drink it. Number four, I have the Wendy's Frosty. Man, and if you wanted to do a compliment to the Wendy's Frosty, you get some of the Wendy's fries and you dip it into the Wendy's Frosty. You got to get the chocolate. Vanilla, eh, okay, don't don't try to get fancy on me here, but the vanilla Wendy's Frosty is so good. And then at number five, I put the McDonald's McRib on there. Yeah, the McRib is at number five. Now, that should say something, considering it's only on the menu for a limited time, and it hasn't been there for years. For it to make a top 10 in a power ranking shows that it's a good sandwich. All right, number six, I put the Taco Bell Crunchy Tacos, just the plain old Crunchy Taco. Mm-hmm. Love those. Number seven is the BK Oreo Shake. If you haven't been to Burger King for one of those Oreo shakes, they're so good. KFC mashed potatoes at number eight. <laughs> their chicken's all right, but their mashed potatoes are fantastic. Uh, the McDonald's hash brown at number nine. Oh, are those so good? <laughs> is there a better meal than the McDonald's breakfast menu? I don't really think there is. It, it, it just by far surpasses any of the other fast food menus that are out there. And the number 10 item I put was the McDonald's French fries. They are very good French fries. So what do you think? How, what do you think of my top 10? What do you think of my power rankings? Where do you put it? And really, if you had a McRib today, I'm really curious if they taste how you remember them. Because if it's been years since they've had them on the menu, is it the same taste or has it changed? Maybe you can call in and give me a review. But what does your power rankings look like? What's on the top of your list? What do you think should be on there? What do you think should be kicked off of it? 
I'm sticking with a strong sausage McMuffin, number one on the power list. 314-436-7900. You can call or text that line. <laughs> this is so mad. At, at some point, I think we got a lot of serious topics we could be talking about right now. But the McRib comes back, and all of a sudden, the only thing I want to think about is the McRib sandwich. Is there something in it that's addictive? Is there some sort of drug in there that when I eat it, I just continuously crave it? And now I'm waiting for it to come back into my system. I have to go get one tomorrow. I hope they're not sold out. We'll take some of your calls coming up on Overnight America KMOX. St. Louis's weather station, KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. Just decided to do a quick search to see if there were any McRib parody songs. And as it turns out, (laughs) there are. So we may have to find it. Uh, I'm a big fan of the McRib. I mean, not like a big fan in the sense that I'm going to stand outside in the cold and the snow in order to get one. I just like them. Um, Mary Lynn text in, Ryan, I drink the Lion's Choice au jus too. I know. That's just what you do. It's so good. I once asked the lady, is it popular? Does everyone get au jus sauce? And the lady looked at me at Lion's Choice and said, honey, they put it on the salads here. Yeah. Apparently, people put it. <laughs> They use au jus. It's like a salad dressing. <laughs> I don't know if she was kidding or not, but I'm going to guess she wasn't. So I put out my top 10 list, my power rankings when it comes to fast food items with the McDonald's sausage McMuffin at number one on that list. The McRib ranks in at number five. Where would you rank your favorite fast food items? I'm just curious. 314 314- 436-7900. And Dane's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Good good evening, Mr. Riker. How you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Well, I tell you, you were talking about Chick-fil-A a while ago, one of your uh, top uh, one of your top the, items on your list. The you chicken two, minis. You, mm, so good. You forgot to add two, three more from uh from uh Chick-fil-A. What's that? The chicken sandwich, the mm. chicken nuggets. And the waffle fries. You know, the waffle fries always rank pretty high in these lists. I am a fan of them. You know, the problem I have with the Chick-fil-A waffle fries is that when you buy them, you get like six of them inside of a box. They're they're not enough. That's why you get a double order. (laughs) Double order just to accommodate not getting enough fries. I do like chicken. You know, they're very good at getting you through the line pretty quick. And they're so polite and nice. And their sauces and everything else that comes with it, they're not stingy, which I like, too, which you can just go grab whatever you want. And I tell you now, if you want the only only thing bad about uh, Chick-fil-A is they're not open on Sundays. Yes, that's tough. It's most days because, you know, when I um, probably the only day I eat fast food during the week is on Sundays. We normally go to church. And after church, we say, okay, what do you want to get to eat? It's like the only time as a family we order out for the most part. You know, there's some exceptions there. But if Chick-fil-A was open on Sundays, we'd probably go there every weekend. But we just, you know, I miss out on it because of that. Well, I think I'll have a McRib, an order of McDonald's fries, and a large uh, Dr. Pepper to go. Dr. Pepper, huh? I don't understand the appeal of Dr. Pepper. What's what's the um, what's the taste that makes you put that as your number it's one almost, drink? It's almost like a Mr. Pip. Yeah, 
See, I just don't but, understand the appeal there too. Some, I guess, everyone well, likes different things. Of well, course. sometimes I get iced tea though too, so it's 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 good. It's all good. But you have a good night, and uh, I just figured I'll throw those three out there from Chick Fil A. So okay, very good. Thanks, Dane. Have a good night. You know, when I posted this online, people were upset because I didn't have any Jack in the Box listed on there. I mean, I'm sure I'm missing things. Yeah, I like other items from different fast food locations. Some people love the spicy nuggets from uh, Wendy's at Chick-fil-A. I think the the nuggets are good, but man, if you've never had one of those chicken minis, I'm telling you, they are so good. So good. Better than their regular chicken sandwiches. I wanted to point this out because with the fans going crazy for the McRib that it's back and whatnot, and they've been trying to work this. Um, and what did it, was it today that the McRib came back and everyone was figuring out how they can get it. I'm wondering what the reviews are. If people are eating them and they're remembering them exactly how they tasted last time, but I'm all for having to go do a taste test tomorrow for the sake of the radio show. Yeah, I'll do it just for the sake of the radio show. Why? Because I do it for you. I mean, all the things that I sacrifice in order to try to keep on the up and up for this, I do it all for you. When I'm sitting there eating a McRib sandwich tomorrow, I'll be thinking of you. Yeah, Have you ever had to stop at a fast food restaurant on Christmas? You feel kind of bad. We have done that before when my wife and I were traveling. Sometimes we'd travel to relatives and then we'd have to drive back or whatever it is. Um, stop at fast food restaurants. Like let's say in the past, maybe I, we drove on Christmas or Christmas Eve or whatever it is to go visit a family member. This is back when my wife's family lived in a different place in Ohio. But you know, you'd have maybe a four hour drive from their house back to where we were living in Indiana. And you might stop in between there just to like break things up. And if there was a fast food restaurant, you'd go through, drive through, whatever it is, a little pick me up, maybe a coffee or something like that. But not every fast food place or whatever restaurant is open on Christmas, which you would expect. It'd be a nice perk if the restaurants were closed or the fast food or whatever. But I'm telling you, just like everyone listening right now, you probably have your own experiences of working on a holiday uh, when at some point in your life, or maybe you still do now work on a holiday. It just happens. It's nothing that is glorious. It's just, you know, you don't want to work on Christmas, but sometimes you just do. That's how it goes. So here are some restaurants that are open on Christmas, if you're wondering. Boston Market is one of those restaurants. I don't normally think of Boston Market. And this is a national article, so I don't know if it varies here in St. Louis or not. Uh, the Cheesecake Factory, another restaurant. Del Taco. Denny's. Hmm. I haven't been to Denny's in a while. IHOP is on the list. Uh, you also have McDonald's in some locations. I've been to a McDonald's or two when that's happened. Panda Express, Domino's Pizza, Dunkin' Donuts. Also on that list of Perkins. I don't think you have those here. They're kind of like a, a Denny's. A Starbucks in some places. Waffle House, of course. You're always going to have a Waffle House that's open. But there's a lot of these different places that do still stay open. So in case you're wondering and maybe you're traveling, you're going to have to find yourself out there figuring out what you're going to do. Just know that there will be some options. A couple of text messages. No steak and shake chili. Huh. I don't think I've ever had a steak and shake chili. I like steak and shake. I know that Kevin Clean is a big fan of steak and shake. We often talk about the feelings and the memories. And uh, Rick Wallace who used to work here at Campbell. Actually, you probably remember his voice from the many years. I know he loves steak and shake. I, um, I don't go there often enough. So it's been a long time since I've been to one. Let's go to Scotty, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, what's going on, Bill? 
I'm doing all right. What's hey, going on? I'm I'm just headed to work. I work at the downtown post office, so I'm on my way to work, and it's uh, something good to listen to for a change. But I tell you, the uh, the Wendy's bacon regular double cheeseburger is off the chain, and anybody doesn't know yet, the White Castle has a new uh, breakfast sausage egg slider. It's a real egg, real cheese, real good piece of sausage. It's always hot. It's always fresh. It is the breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Just cut out. Oh, you cut out there for a second. Okay, so the slider. I don't think I've ever had a breakfast menu item from White Castle. I don't think of them as yeah, a place to go I, I to in the morning. White, I don't eat White Castle except for this breakfast slider. It's a sausage, egg, and cheese breakfast slider. It's the best breakfast sandwich in St. Louis. All right. Thanks for that, Scotty. Good to hear from you. Checking in. He knows the stuff. With uh, working at the post office, my father-in-law was a mail carrier for all the years, and he wouldn't really stop and eat fast food. You know what he'd always do? If there was a like donut shop or something on his route, he would always stop and eat a donut when he was delivering mail to that place. He said he ate donuts every day of his work life. Every day, he'd have, I think, two donuts, and they'd give him a free cup of coffee while he was there for being the mail carrier. So he ate two donuts a day. That was his diet. But then again, when you're walking about 10 miles a day, it kind of offsets the calories in that sense. Some other text messages coming in. Um, Culver's Pub Burger, when it's offered. That's from Mary Lynn. Hmm, I don't think I've tried a Culver's Pub Burger. Which reminds me, Culver's does have a really good burger. Uh, is it Freddy's? Is that the one that does the frozen custard here, too? I, I've only had them in this area. They're pretty good, too, when it comes to those burgers. A double cheeseburger with bacon on a pretzel bun. Someone texted in. Who's that? Is that another Culver's one? Man, make me want to go to Culver's. So many different people are going to be out there and trying to figure out what's on that list. If you want to message me, you can. And I did this on Twitter. Let me read some responses on Twitter. There's very few people that disagree with the list. When I say very few, I mean pretty much everyone. Some people say the Popeye's chicken sandwich needs to be on there. The Lee's chicken livers. What is a Lee's chicken liver? Ugh. Just the sound of it doesn't sound good. I like Lee's chicken. I don't think I'd order a chicken liver. A lot of people are making fun of me. They say that instead of putting a list together, I need to come up with a list of cardiologists just so I can go get checked out with their phone numbers so I have those on speed dial. One person said the triple double-decker taco is what needs to be on the Taco Bell side. Wow. Man, there's all kinds of great options out there we are truly living in the golden age of fast food aren't we 314-436-7900 this is overnight america kmox worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. News Radio 1120, KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. And Overnight America continues. I've been trying to find a, I don't know, a parody song of the McRib, and there's a few out there, but <laughs> they're all so weird. Maybe that's where I need to come in and try to create and fill the void of the parody songs for the McRib. But now that they are back, I'm sure everyone is enjoying that maybe it's just more people are vocal about it being back they like the idea the comfort of it being back than it actually being back i don't know but if you actually tried one today i'm curious if they taste how you remember but i wanted to go through a couple of other food stories which i found interesting traveling on christmas day looking for a place that's open when you go up into that drive through window, if you've, if you've had to do this, tell me you don't feel just a little guilty looking in there into the eye of the person that's in there working and you feel, again, pretty bad for them. You know what I start to see a lot on streaming is the Hershey Bell commercial. You know, the one where all the Hershey kisses are lined up in the form of an arrow for the most part. So it's like a basically like a triangle. And then there's one that would be the conductor of the Hershey kisses and they're doing the bells. It's not Christmas until the Hershey's holiday bell commercial starts playing. And now they have remade the commercial. I kind of enjoyed seeing the older ones that were just a little fuzzy when they tried to convert it to HD television standards. And then you knew that they were showing the, the more nostalgic one. There was also the commercial where the Coca-Cola commercial where the polar bear slides into the mama polar bear and they hand over the bottle of Coke and the bear goes, mmm, that's a good commercial too that I look forward to every year. It's kind of like on Easter, the Cadbury egg commercial where all the different animals have like the bunny ears on and they're all trying to be the Cadbury egg. I love the classic. It's so great. Whoever came up with these, these ones that have stood the test of time, genius. So I saw this on KMOX.com and I thought, oh boy, Hershey responds to the backlash following their new twist on a classic holiday ad. So they have the original with the bells out there. It says, this year the ad starts same but ends with a twist as a father and daughter duo grabs one of the Kiss Bells and adds it to their baking extravaganza. So the whole idea of this is, hey, you can piggyback off of this and try to move the ad forward a little bit. And here's what people are saying online. Don't mess with a holiday classic. Oh, you are going to upset a lot of people who love that commercial. 
They say it's a nice ad, it's heartwarming, whatnot, but he says, I don't mind an additional holiday commercial, but wrapping the classic Bells commercial around it, no, uh-uh, no thank you. Leave the classic commercial alone. <laughs> Isn't that something? Isn't it something that we can have this sort of strong emotion to a commercial that is designed to manipulate us in order to buy their product? Oh, we're just so wrapped up close to that sort of thing. It's I, I wouldn't say that Hershey Kisses are part of my identity, but I got to say, I do enjoy the old classic commercial the way it is. And if it's you retire it, you retire it. I hope you don't. But if you, uh, it, it's better to do that than try to mess with it. <laughs> oh, here's another fast food item that they're going to start offering. Dunkin' Donuts. This is weird. I don't know if I've ever seen any fast food item that has included a sugar plum. Have you? In all honesty, I don't know if I've ever actually seen a sugar plum. What does even a sugar plum look like? Uh, outside of the dances and sugar plums in your heads, things like that. Okay, see, I'm looking at one right now. It's a hard candy made of hardened sugar. Uh, plum is the name of the confection. Does not mean plum in the sense of the fruit. It just refers to the small size. Hmm, a sugar plum. Okay, so it's not actually a fruit. See, I learned something new right now. But this is what they're doing at Dunkin' Donuts. Apparently, they're rolling into December, and they have a gingerbread, peppermint, and hot cocoa-flavored everything, and now they're adding sugar plum to it. So they have what is called the sugar plum macchiato. It's a beverage, um, and the flavor took the hints from blueberry, raspberry, blackberry, and plum with sugar and vanilla. I don't think I've ever also had a plum anything offered inside of a uh, inside of a fast food restaurant but just the advertising for it looks kind of cool just you don't see a lot of purple foods that come up on fast food anyway you know i go through this list here and i put a video up on facebook earlier if you want to see it i'm looking at some of the different people that are all telling me I'm going to have a heart attack based on coming up with the top 10 list of fast food. I don't even know what the right amount of fast food is to eat. I would say about once a week we go out and do fast food, but that's about it. Some people are wondering bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit from McDonald's. That should be on the list. Some people say, uh, hmm. Yeah, they got to have a steak and shake fries over McDonald's fries. They said it should be on the list. There's another person telling me I need to have a cardiologist on speed dial. Okay. Some people say they need to have the jack-in-the-box tacos added to the list. I think those are overrated. I, they are cheap, but they are good. I think ta uh, the uh, the tacos that are there, aren't they two for a dollar or something? That's a good value for sure. Yeah, everyone's got their own different thing when they put the, the menus together of what they would like. And it's so funny because when I posted my list to producer Mike, he put on honorable mention the QT hot dogs on the list. Isn't that something? Hot dogs from a gas station. I, I've had, I don't know if I've ever had those before. I think I've had a QT pizza before, but a lot of these gas stations, I guess they have to find ways to adapt on something totally unrelated to all of this, because it doesn't look like you guys want to talk McRib. And I'm surprised normally when we do topics like this, people go, oh yes, let's, let's talk about frozen food for an hour and a half. But when we talk McRib, apparently no one's uh, interested. Isn't that strange? I thought this is something everyone loved. Let's just use this as a pure example of where we sit today. We can talk about food items and, it'll, and the phone lines will light up and, and everyone wants to talk about them. 
But then when you go online, everyone's going crazy for the McRib. But when you talk about it, no one is. Maybe the McRib is overrated. Maybe people just see it as a fun thing you pay homage to on social media. But in reality, you're not going crazy for it. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't have that strong following to it. I had a couple of other things I wanted to talk about on the show tonight. Um, how about this? This is kind of interesting. If it's on Fox News, I decided to go to the Fox News coverage of this because they had, I thought, was a pretty good response to all of this. Emotional support animals will no longer be considered service animals on flights. The Department of Transportation decides. So there was this uh, question about what would be considered a service animal or not. This is fascinating because for the longest time, people would just bring any animal on and they say it was a service animal, even if it had no training. So you'd see like service ponies or miniature ponies or whatever, service peacocks, service whatever. You would just bring any animal on and they'd say, oh, no, I'm, I have to have my service animal with me. When really they had no certification, they were more or less an emotional support animal. But for the longest time, people would argue and yell and scream and go crazy because they would say that you're discriminating against me for not allowing me to bring this animal on the plane with me, even if it is a big animal that takes up space and you make everyone else's life miserable around you. So the Department of Transportation announced that the emotional support animals will no longer be considered service animals on flights updating its rule. And I think that it's probably not a bad idea to go down this route. I feel that most people, if you are in need of an emotional support animal, which is totally understandable, I mean, some people do need these sort of things and there's legit uses for it, but it has been abused so often and people are lousy, 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 lousy. You add a high stress situation of being at the airport. You add on top of it that, you know, security and waiting and Light, flights getting bumped and waiting in line here and kids screaming. And next thing you know, you have a emotional support peacock walking around that you're not controlling properly. And no one needs to have to deal with that, let alone does anyone inside the uh, airline industry believe that the stewardesses or the flight attendants or whatever it is have to be the ones to deal with that stuff to begin with. So the Department of Transportation shared a news release today explaining the revision on the Air Carrier Access Act. And first pitched earlier in the year. So the final rule announced today addresses concerns raised by individuals with disabilities, airlines, flight attendants, airports, and the aviation stakeholders. It says they will uh, define a service animal as a, quote, a dog that is individually trained to do work or perform tasks for the benefit of a person with a disability. No longer considers an emotional support animal to be a service animal. There has to be a distinction there. There are some that have found that you can bring an animal on and there's no problem with it. But a lot of times they fake the certification or they just go online, they print off something. Or in some cases, they even purchase a vest that makes it look like they're certified, but they're really not in the animal. They're doing it as a way to, to circumvent the extra cost it would be to transport an animal. And they found out that, hey, uh, they can't. They can't call me out on it and they can't use their discretion because I'll just throw a fit and they'll give in. Well, now the Department of Transportation says no longer will we have to give in when someone is being rude and we find out that it is not a service animal. Not bad of an idea to give a little bit more discretion on the airline side for that. Support them for it. I can't imagine what it would be like to travel with you know, the restrictions you add to COVID, everyone's wearing a mask. And next thing you know, someone walks in with a miniature pony and you're thinking to yourself, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Uh, let's go to Big Al, who's calling in. What's going on, Big Al? Merry Christmas, everybody. 
Yeah, December. We can do that. Merry Christmas. Yes, we can. I can do it anytime. I have a Christmas tree in my man cave 24-7, 365. How about that? All right. Yep. My son goes, why do you do that? I go, because I'm here and I want to look at the lights, okay? (laughs) You know, it's strange. Because I I was going to say, when we put the Christmas tree up in the house, it makes the house feel more festive. It really does. It makes you feel better. I got a sports man cave with all my sports around me. I got a beautiful tree, and so my I call him like a week before Thanksgiving. I put my tree up. He's like, "Shut up, Dad," because he knows it's <laughs> up all the time. Yeah. So Frankie's my service animal because I got to lose weight, and every time he's with me and you're on, he eats all my food. But <laughs> I just want to say that I have a huge connection to Coca Cola, and you're right. Leave the classics alone. My team, yeah. who's in heaven, love Coca-Cola. I got all her stuff out that she had here and displayed it in mats and Coca-Cola Christmas scenes. And my son works for Hartley and Coke here in Stuart. So mm-hmm. I got the total connection to Coca-Cola. So Merry Christmas to everybody. And I- let's get to the next, uh, let's get to 2021. And we'll go from there. Thanks, you big Al. Good to hear from you. Yeah, the Coca-Cola collectors, there's a lot of people that are collectors. I remember that Kevin Colleen did a whole other story on it not that long ago. Maybe it was earlier this year. And he was telling me that a lot of the collectors are aging. And once they get to the point where they try to pass their collection on to their kids, they don't want the collection. They look at it and they say, nope, that was your thing, not mine. A lot of the new generation, they look at that and they say, well, I would rather have an experience as opposed to a collectible. I'd rather spend that money to go out and, you know, take a trip somewhere than try to get an item that I'm going to hang up and never really do anything with. So they're just not collecting and they just haven't got into the mindset of collecting anything. It's just a strange thing. Maybe they look at a lot of what they collected as a kid being worthless like baseball cards, things like that. There's a lot of these things that at some point you go back in the eighties and nineties or whatever. And there was a big value for a lot of these cards. And now you look at it and they're pennies on the dollar compared to where they were. Pogs is a great example. There's a lot of things that lose value and these things that had a lot of value, these Coca-Cola collectibles. I mean, I guess you can say that they will maybe always hold it because it's a very popular brand name and there might be some cool items out there, but it's not like it used to be. And I, I think that, Really, um, I, I I see those commercials and I think about the nostalgia associated with them and the feeling it gives you. That's something that like you don't have to collect. You can just appreciate. I think all generations can pass that down and just show that they uh, pay homage to it. And it's so funny, though, with that Hershey Kiss commercial. I remember that even from when I was a kid. And tell me you don't stop and watch that every time it comes on. It's so simple. It doesn't even say Hershey's. It just plays the song. Genius, really. 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And Overnight America is live until it's not. So if you're listening to this on the replay hour, you can also get the podcast. Very easy for you to do so. Just search Overnight America wherever you download podcasts. It'd be great for you to go and 
go listen and go back to any of the shows and find things you may find interesting. Let's go to Joshua, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, how's it going? I just wanted to call in and kind of give a younger perspective uh, on the collectibles that you were talking about. When you say younger um, perspective, how old are you? Um, I'm 25. Oh, okay. I'm so, the- yeah, what's your uh, connection with collectibles? So my grandmother actually was a big collector. She collected everything from Thomas Kincaid paintings to Star Wars figures, saving those for my brother and I to Coca-Cola, as you said. And coming from a younger generation, you know, my grandmother unfortunately did pass away recently. And a lot of her items that, you know, she cherished these items her whole life people didn't want them. And, you know, we, we valued the memories that we had from her and not necessarily the collection, kind of as you were saying. And a lot of these items just went to auction for pennies on the dollar. And I think that a lot of um, my generation is hesitant to start collecting because they've seen that value lost and they don't necessarily attach the same value. You know, it's more about the person and that experience you had with them. Yeah, the actual collect, it's funny because when you think about toy collectibles, there are some that are valuable, but when you look at modern day toys, they mass produce these things. Other than toys that were a mistake, as in they did something that shouldn't have been done, so it's unique in that sense, pretty much you're not going to see those increase in value. So there's no really reason to collect modern day toys, but some people like to go back and look at old things. Baseball cards, hockey cards, basketball, things like that, I think are the best example. Most people as kids, and myself included, would collect these things, and they had a value at some point, but now that doesn't really have much of a value. Um, you find that some of these like Pokemon cards are pretty collectible just because it's still popular or whatever it is, and there's some people that really like those things, but there's very few things that I think people under the age of 40 collect much anymore. There's, there's very few things. Yeah, I think that, as you kind of said, I mean, Pokemon's kind of come back uh, a little bit with, like, the, uh, I guess we'll call them the Gen Z. I think there's more of the nostalgia factor. Things will come back for brief periods, and, you know, their value will go up, and then they'll peak, and it'll go back down. But really, I mean, there's nothing that I've ever collected or anyone that I know is really into collecting. And, you know, we may look back in 20 or 30 years you know, kind of as that generation did and want some of those things back. But I see people focus more on that, you know, experience uh, more than anything. So you said that your grandma's stuff was sold off at auction. And did it hurt to see that stuff go out the door? Did you have any emotional connection to it? You know, it hurt to see it go because it felt like it was a piece of her. But at the end of the day, I think it taught me a good lesson that she had all these items and they were stowed in her basement for a year, this big 2,000-square-foot basement, and they weren't out there for people to enjoy. What, what good was it to have those items just stored down there in the basement when they could really, you know, be pieced out and go to someone that will actually value that or put it in their living room or, you know, make it part of their collection? When I know you're not that far removed from your childhood at 25, I don't mean to insult you by saying that, but what was the big hot item for you when you were like 10, so about 15 years ago? Oh, man, I would say it was probably Star Wars figures for me. And I I collected quite a few of those, and I actually sold off my entire collection of them at about, I'd say, 19 or 20, and I sold them for about $3,000. They they retained their value pretty well, but it's 
it's always what well, someone's willing to pay for it. Like you said, you know, with Pogs, for example, you know, with the, in the nineties, I mean, it, it could be worth something today, but tomorrow it could be worth nothing. Yep. All right, Joshua. Thank you for your call. It's good to hear from you. That's a good input on that. I noticed that some of the toys that I played with when I was a kid, I, uh, my parents are going through this stage where they'll find the Tupperware, not the Tupperware, the big totes full of my old toys or whatever it is, things that I wanted to keep, but that doesn't necessarily have value. And they're at the point where it's like, get this out of our basement. Every time they visit, they bring another tote or uh, tote or two just to say, now it's, it's on you to whatever you want to do with this. I'm at the point where I'm just ready to like donate or throw stuff away. There's certain things that just doesn't have any value. Like, what am I going to do with all of these cards that are worth, you know, probably one penny each. Um, and then if you were to take them to goodwill, who knows if they would even take them, they'd probably toss them. And would I want to go through all the effort of selling all of these? Probably not. Will my kid ever want them? No, but there are some toys. My kid actually enjoys And that one toy that I loved when I was younger were micro machines. Oh, I love building little cities with these things, little cars, the different configurations, different ways to set up the city, come up with different storylines, whatever it was. I just enjoyed it. It was it was fun to build and then take it down and then build it again in a different way or whatever it is. My son enjoys building it just like I did. I don't remember if I had it when I was at his age, probably when I was a little bit older. But you know what happened with micro machines? They're making a comeback. I noticed at Target the other day, they're starting to sell that Supervan City again, the, the actual micro machine brand of Supervan City. It looks a little bit different. I think it's kind of the same idea, but it does look a little different. And then they have different like construction sets and they're starting to sell the cars again. And I thought, wow, how many years has that brand just gone dead to be revived? That is so strange to me too. The, of course, you remember the Micro Machine commercials. Remember, it was that dude that could talk real fast. He was like the world's fastest talker, and he was really good at it. And he would do like different, you know, you can challenge him. And I think he had a couple of different world records, the fastest person to sing Thriller or something like that. So he's out there, and they're, they're bringing these things back with school. Now I got to go back and throw all my stuff. I'll tell you what's a good motivator to throw stuff away is you move. Like if you have to move. Get, you're looking at it and there's a certain point where you start packing things up and there's a certain point where you say, you know what? I'm just going to throw away everything. I'm done. Put a dumpster in my front yard. I'm tossing everything because you're just tired of putting everything in boxes. Maybe you need a good spring cleaning this year. I'm a big fan of finding things at garage sales, like the good deals, the, the, the things that you might be able to need. I probably, my wife is worse at it than I am when she probably gets more things than anything else. Close. A big collection for her, which I'll never understand. After the news, we'll get to the, the local news here. And after that, we're going to talk to Tom Sullivan. He's a local watchdog. What's going on in the county and the restrictions when it comes to restaurants? Some challenges from the county council on that. And are they secretly messaging uh, using a secret app? We'll talk about that, too, on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.